0: Welcome friends, you're listening to the mind body alchemy podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Miramontes. This is where intuition meets education in the realms of spirituality, fitness, mindset, and more all to create lasting change. Welcome back to the podcast. And thanks so much for being here. If this is your first time, welcome if you're back thanks so much for coming back week after week to hang out with me and listen to what i have to say i hope you find it useful i want to talk to you about plateaus today and some self-sabotage and why it may not actually be what you think it is the kind of plateau that we are going to talk about today is an emotional plateau. And before you run away and think that this is not going to help you, just realize that most plateaus actually are emotional when they have lasted a really long time. Sometimes we just need to stay consistent, let things be what they are. But if you are frustrated, if you keep doing the same things over and over again, if you find that you are just sabotaging yourself and you don't know what to do about it, this is definitely where you need to be. So let's talk about emotional plateaus and how they are not only hindering your progress because you don't understand them, but how they are an essential part of your process. Emotional plateaus are what you experience when you have used all the strategies and the tactics to help you get past some of your eating behaviors, and then you come up against a wall. Now, I'm going to address this in an eating behavior type of way, but the reality is any goal that you have set that you are trying to reach and you find yourself stuck, this applies. So you can actually use this information for anything that you're going through, but let's stick to eating for now. You might see this actually manifest as a physical plateau, as I said before in your progress, but that is the consequence, not the cause. You may have the emotional bandwidth to change a few behaviors, learn that you enjoy some of your new habits, and knock off the low-hanging fruit of crappy thinking, but eventually you will come up against one of these emotional hurdles. The impulse, assuming you don't go into fuck it mode and quit, is to start looking at tactics. What do I need to do differently? How can I level up? How can I use more willpower and discipline? All of these are useful questions at times, but the reality is strategies don't change feelings. We know you've hit an emotional plateau when you keep repeating a behavior that you know doesn't serve you, you desperately wanna change it, you're aware of it while you're doing it, and you are miserable and frustrated After you do it, but you still do it anyway. This is not a knowledge issue. A few episodes back, we talked about dopamine and how it plays a role in driving your decisions. And that does contribute here, but this is more than just a dopamine issue. What this comes down to is a case of limiting beliefs that are likely unconscious, along with the nervous system patterns that you don't recognize as anything other than a discipline problem. You don't connect these patterns and beliefs to the behavior because you're so distracted by fixing the behavior and bitching about the behavior that you don't realize that this is a thinking slash feeling issue. What do I mean by that? Let's use an example of nighttime snacking. Every day you tell yourself that you're not going to snack at night. You start to clean up dinner and all of a sudden the urge hits. You start with the usual, nope. We said we're not gonna do this, remember your commitment. Then you try to conjure up the list of whys that you had, also very useful. You think about the genes that you wanna fit in, your healthy habits preventing an early death maybe, living to see your great grandkids, and so on. And still, you keep on thinking about that damn bag of chips in the pantry. You don't suddenly accept that you might be okay to just live to see your grandkids and forget about those great grandkids. But those reasons still don't feel strong enough to overpower the crunch and salty goodness that awaits. And in the back of your mind, you're thinking, what is wrong with me? Why is this not strong enough? I really do want it. You think, well, maybe I'm just an asshole or I'm weak. Maybe I shouldn't bring chips into the house anymore. And that would solve this. Your deep and compelling reasons are a great way to anchor to your goals. And having a big list of them works a lot of the time but it won't work for the emotional plateau because this isn't a forward-thinking problem. This is not a strategy problem. This is a going backward one. You may realize that you're feeling rebellious and restrictive, even though you know that you can have chips anytime, but you really don't know why you're rebelling in the first place. I mean, don't you want what you want? No one is making you set these goals for yourself, right? All you can come up with is I just want them, and it's too hard to stop. When we dig a little further, we find some real answers. I mean, you're not possessed, right? But sometimes it feels like you are. You're amazing at doing things, practical and clear instructions, and being driven. This is great for getting started and building up some commitment and momentum. What sucks about it, though, is that you're still a human who feels things, You want to strategize your way to success, but there is a limit to that. Don't get me wrong, you are feeling your feelings right from the start, but only the ones you're really comfortable with. The ones you aren't comfortable with get shoved down or relabeled as, I'm stressed, I'm just tired. Eventually, you'll hit an emotional plateau. Up to this point, you didn't have to get to the gritty part where your old habits were formed or strengthened. Often these habits come from coping, emotional connection, or fear and protection. The connection piece might be eating on the sofa with your partner, bonding with your mom over tea and cookies, sneaking snacks like when you were a kid, eating things that your parents never allowed you to have, overeating to prolong an experience that you're enjoying, and ignoring your body during social events. Things like that where other people are involved or there are memories of other people and you really feel connected by the behavior that you have. The coping piece could be unwinding with food or alcohol, using food as your only pleasurable experience, experiencing food scarcity when you were young, diet and restriction rebellion, and being afraid of trying things like stopping before you're mentally ready, not wanting to admit or address the fact that food was your whoopee that soothed you when you spent time alone at home as a kid or in college, or anytime you were bored and lonely, feeling like a failure when you're stuck in perfection, and so you haven't learned to feel disappointed, pissed, frustrated with yourself, and continue onto a successful path quickly after you have, quote, messed up. The fear piece looks a little different. You can start sabotaging your efforts because you have a belief that you are leaving people behind. If you bonded over dieting or talking shitty about your body with a parent or friends, you might struggle to have your own back when you start to see success because your old beliefs are telling you that you'll hurt their feelings or lose the relationship. You might be afraid that the next level of success will require you to do harder and more restrictive things or eat too little and be hungry all of the time. It might touch on your fear of intimacy or being noticed in a way that makes you feel objectified, even if that objectification isn't sexually driven. Comments like, oh, you look so good, can trigger the urge to hide and retreat. I mean, don't you think I looked good before? What was wrong with me then? Consciously, you know that's not true, but there is something inside of you, your inherent sense of self-worth that says, hey, I just want to be good enough as I am, no matter what my body looks like. We can rebel against anyone else noticing and complimenting simply because we have the desire to be accepted and loved for who we are. You could be someone who thinks that they aren't dateable, hireable, or whateverable because of your weight. And when things start getting real and you start to fear that as you lose your weight and start putting yourself out there you still might get rejected. It's so much more comfortable to blame society for judging weight and don't get me wrong, they are at fault for a lot of the shit we experience and a lot scarier to think that we're inherently broken and it means something about us. It's like, well, what's behind door number two and who knows? And I'm too afraid to find out. You could be afraid of letting go of the connection or coping pieces because you don't know what's on the other side and you don't know how to handle these things. There are so many more, but I mean, let's face it, I can't talk forever. The bottom line is that you can use grit, discipline and willpower to work through the things that don't challenge you emotionally. But as soon as you have to go deeper and start doing more than just picking at the low hanging fruit, that is when it starts feeling too hard, too much, scary, and too confronting. And especially it feels confusing. Like, what is wrong with me? Why can't I just do this? The kicker though, is that you aren't sitting around thinking, I've just hit an emotional plateau. Of course you're not. This is probably the first time you ever even heard those words. You don't think, I need to work on my emotions and start creating confidence and safety when I feel these things. You don't think about the emotions coming up because you've gotten so good at internalizing them that you don't even hear what's going on or you don't connect those feelings to your current behaviors. What you think is, I'll never get this. This was another failure. You start letting things slip little by little that you were really committed to earlier in the process and maybe even enjoyed. All of these things start feeling really hard and restrictive now, where before they felt really easy. You don't spend time thinking about how to rewrite your story, what story you actually want to tell, how to practice sitting in the discomfort of the possibility of confronting conversations. Whew, that was a tongue twister. And what the new life might feel like if you're wrong, or even how you'll handle the shit if you are right. Like, what if you and your oldest best friend sit around in your bullshit by bonding over hating your bodies every time you talk and you stop hating yours? What if that creates a ripple in the relationship? How will you handle it? Can you handle it? What if the worst in your mind happened and you aren't friends anymore? Is it worth it to you to maintain a friendship that the foundation is built on through self-loathing? I'm not saying it's going to be easy or fun or that it's always going to sound like that, but if you tell yourself the whole truth, what do you really think about that? What would you need to tell yourself in order to work through that emotion without costing you your sense of self-worth and your new habits? This is where an advanced skill set comes into play. We have to recognize what is really going on, but before that can happen, Often we need to start at the feelings level. And if you learn that your feelings are weak, inconvenient, embarrassing, or don't matter, that is a hurdle all on its own. Without recognizing that some things need a somatic approach before you can think your way through it, and that you have to think your way through things before you can change how you do them, the strategy to change the behavior, the doing part is going to be weak at best. Figuring out how to feel safe in your body, connected to your feelings, honest with yourself about what is really behind these habits is more than a diet program will ever be able to help you with. This is what we mean when we say it's not about the food and that it's deep work. If you are ready to go deep and change your relationship with food and your body in a way that addresses all of these things and more... Be sure to join the waitlist for the next group coaching program, Unstuffed, where we are helping you unstuff your mind and emotions while you learn to stop stuffing your body along the way. Alongside Unstuffed is Unfiltered, which is our body image program that I coach that works with you on your relationship with your body in a safe and intimate container with high touch coaching to help you break free of your negative self-concept so that you can live your best life. Well, unfiltered. Doors open October 12th, if you are listening to this in real time, and those on the email list will get first access to this limited availability program, and I will make sure that the link is in the show notes so that you can sign up for that. If you love this episode, do the cool thing and support the show by leaving a rating and review. It helps me so much more than you know screenshot the episode, share it on social media, tag me, let me know what you think about emotional plateaus. And if you have hit one and need some help getting through it, all of my information is in the show notes. If you have questions or thoughts on this episode, ideas for future episodes, or if you want to join the next group, but you have some questions about how it all works, drop into my inbox. It's always open for you. Bye.